Uh, what's going on, guys? Welcome to our TED talk. Uh, what's going on, uh, my fellow Teds and all your Teddiness? Um, um. <laughs> it's another episode of the Mofanko <laughs> Experience, everybody. And, uh, you know, I saw the, the voting on the Twitter poll there, and you guys want more of us. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe you're crazy. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, we're going to do a little uh, series preview of the Milwaukee Brewers series got three games there but before we get into all of that we have to discuss this crazy ass Chicago Cubs series at Wrigley because when you look at the run differential just looking at the run differential you would think the Pirates got swept like maybe they won one game maybe but three out of four that's just crazy um, but before we get into any and all of that, I got to introduce my co-host of the hour. That's Anthony Big Bear Murphy. What's going on, man? And what's going on? Uh, is it is it Nola Jeffy or uh, <laughs> uh, Louisiana Jeff going on down there? I'm not quite <laughs> sure. It's Louisiana Ted now. Oh, Jeff. Oh, Ted. <laughs> Right. I forgot all about, right. It's Ted talk. We're all Ted. I forgot. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not really necessarily sure what Ted has to do with uh, anything New Orleans, but. Most un-New Orleans name I'm I've Ted ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Never been down there, so I can't speak for it, but yeah, Ted isn't, uh, isn't doing it for me uh, with the namesakes. Could at least been like Louisiana, Boudreaux, and Thibodeau or something. <laughs> That'd have been better. Hey man, we, we, we can't, we can't all be creative and it's all good in the hood because uh, we got Louisiana's head in the building, but boys, how's it going? Uh, hasn't been that long, but anything new in your lives before we get going here? Same old, same old, same old, Watching same it. old. Yeah. Okay. How about you, just Ted? Just trying to keep on keeping on. Mm. Keeping like on, said, keeping just, on. Just trying to keep on keeping on with every, every new curveball that comes. Yeah, I feel it, man. I feel it. You got a brand new truck. Digging that. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. awesome. Uh, speaking was, of just a nice on, ride for that road trip. Yeah. Keep on keeping on. I mean, the Pirates have been keep on keeping on. Uh, I don't think any of us expected an eight and eight start, uh, especially with the way the schedule panned out early in the season. Uh, not to say that they're not going to go on a 20 game losing streak at some point. It might happen. It's the Pirates and the way this roster is constructed, it could very well happen. Uh, but they took three out of four from the Cubs. So how are we feeling about that situation? I mean, the bullpen was absolutely clutch uh, when push came to shove and the bats did what they did for the most part. I mean, blown out 21, nothing, but, and they, at the end of the day, he took three out of four. So what's the overall feel right now after the Cubs series? I mean, is it the same old, same old for the Pirates, or are we starting to feel a little bit of hope here? Mm, I mean, the, the, the way I think about it, the way I think about the season so far is we beat the teams that, no matter how bad you think the Pirates are, are supposed to be this year, we're beating the teams that we're still supposed to be, which is something so, in on its own. Yeah. And you win enough of those games – maybe squeak out a couple games here and there against the teams that you're not supposed to win. And then I guess you never know. Like the Brewers so, or Cardinals. Cardinals. Like that. Yeah. yeah. The Padres this weekend looking a little bit further ahead, but yeah. 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 I'll be there on Sunday. It should be uh, fun. 
Uh, I wish I could yeah. to see Fernando Tatis, but that would be awesome. But yeah, he can't stay off his motorcycle apparently. No, <laughs> he cannot. Juju agrees. <laughs> Everyone, the yes. color commentator is back, and it's no uh, shock that the last episode we posted was a banger and had one of the most downloads in uh, the podcast history was because of that young man in the background giving his full. That's why. That's why today support. he brought his uh his uh bat and tee ball stand. Yeah, I mean, we need to fill it Ready. in people a little bit. Uh, right before the show started, he was hitting some balls off the tee, showing us his swang. Yeah, uh, This dude is mm-hmm. a Pirates prospect in the making. Ben Charrington, keep your eyes glued to this young man. Yeah, um, I'm trying to make sure he throws left-handed. Yes, you and go. you also need to make sure that service time manipulation is not used with this young man. Uh Pretty much. I mean, this is, this is my retirement plan in about, what, 15 more years? I, that's a couple CBAs. I'm hoping we have that worked out by then. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Ted, how, how are you feeling about, uh, you know, the Cubs series, man? Uh, is it what you expected or not expected? You know, give me your whole feel. Um, I mean, I, I do feel like it's kind of what I expected only because I remember what was that like two podcasts ago where we were talking about the over under 70 wins and mm. I was even just saying, man, like, I mean, it's possible only because the division is so bad. Yeah. And then talking about the Cubs specifically, it's like, I mean, they got a 29 year old. Was he, is he 29, 30 years old? Frank Schwindel last year was his rookie year. Wisdom's another dude that was a rookie last year, and he's like already 27, 28. Yeah. Uh, just those post prospect types that I guess broke out. Rafael Ortega yeah. is another dude that's just, they're, there's basically different names of kind of what we see with our roster, essentially. Yeah. And they have yeah. Suzuki, who is going to be a star, I have a feeling. I mean, the kid just yeah. breaks. Um, I'm oh, yeah. sad the Pirates didn't kind of put their shoe in a little bit there. I uh, have to reference the shoe. Uh, I, think two, yeah. I think two shoes ended up on Wrigley Field at some point during that series. So yeah. <laughs> I had to give a little bit of a shoe reference. Um, but I, I don't think any of us expected the Pirates to get Suzuki. But that kid is going to be something. Uh, whether he does it in a Cubs uniform or not, yeah. who knows. I mean, really, though, I know why people, we got kind of upset was that the Cubs went in their quick break uh, tear down and they had the money to just kind of like flip and get a Suzuki or, yeah, and they might be able to go into the pool deeper in free agent next year. But, yeah. But, I mean. They don't have our bullpen. No, they don't have our bullpen. And, you know, I, I keep wavering back and forth on whether this bullpen can last because I think a pirate starter only went past the fifth inning once this year. If that maybe twice, but I mean, if you have these cats going just three, four innings and you got to rely on a Dylan Peters, Will Crow every other day to do what they're doing, that's asking a lot. And I know they've, you know, answered the bell several times this season and it's great to see, but do you think this is sustainable? Like, I don't. It's damn near impossible. Murph, I see you shaking your head. 
No, no, like I, I think I think you could take one look at like all of their numbers and, and the numbers they're putting up and be like, yeah, this 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 isn't lasting, especially when you consider how much they've been they've been used this early on. Um I love the system. I love I love the what they're trying to do with it and with you know, having Crow and Peters and then they're coming pitching multiple innings. It takes it, it takes a little bit of pressure off the starters, but there has to be a little bit of pressure there for them to go a little bit deep. I get them maybe them only wanting to go like two times through the lineup, but those two times through the lineup can't be the first and second inning. Mm-hmm. That's 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 just asking for, for trouble and disaster. But like I mean in the meantime, like it's it's just a blast watching the bullpen come in. How electric it is, you know, David Bednar coming in. Even if even if a little bit like they're creating their own mess by you know Chris Stratton had that that error and, and, and whatnot, they still get they still find a way out of it. Yep. So it's fun to watch. Not not to rain on anyone's parade, but like just you just gotta kind of figure that this isn't gonna stay to this level. Can they remain an elite bullpen? Yeah, yeah. I, I think they all have the stuff to do it. I just these kind of numbers aren't something that we're going to want to rely on the entire year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the one thing that I, I go back to is, you know, everyone is comparing Crow to Mariano Rivera out of the bat, like off the bat, man, they got the Rivera gifts when they're comparing Crow and, and that that's cool and all. And, and Mariano Rivera yeah. did have one pitch and one pitch only just cutter, cutter after cutter after cutter. And if you look at Crow, mm-hmm. it's, Fastball, changeup. Fastball, changeup. And he might throw a changeup four times in a row. And that's cool, but eventually guys are going to start figuring that shit out. And that's when you have to start worrying because Crow's going to give up a run eventually, just like Dylan Peters gave up a hit eventually. And I, I just don't know if it's completely sustainable throughout the season. But like you said, it's fun. It was fun to watch Bednar say basically "fuck you" and threw ninety eight down the pipe, yeah, <laughs> like nine yeah. times in a row, and no one could touch it. Nobody. Good and good luck. Yeah, it, like you can't. Like he, everyone knew what he was going to throw, and he just did it. And you know, as a Pirates fan in twenty twenty two you have to start looking at positive moments because there's going to be a lot of negative and you can start to look at, you know, that series in particular and you're like, okay, all right. There, there was some happy shit happening and you see, you know, Ben at the end saying, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. Let's go. Like when, as they were fist bumping. And I of course said, I will donate $4 and 12 cents to the Ben statue out of respect. So I don't know. You got to take some positive shit out of this. But at the end of the day, we are realists and this isn't going to last to the level it it is at. I still think these guys are, they have the caliber to be elite level. I still think they can be, I I think the way that it's constructed and with who you have in there and what they're capable of and catering to each of their strengths they can remain a top five, top 10 bullpen in, oh. in baseball. I, that part, I don't doubt, but to, to, to this extreme to what they're doing right now, it's, it, it just doesn't seem statistically possible to, to, to continue it. But I will say one thing on the, I, I love 
the way that they're using David Bednar, like not just like the the old school closer that kind of thing. I like, leverage it, it's more the, the way that Andrew, Andrew Miller type. Yeah, yeah. It should. It sh- that's how it should. That's how you should use your best relief pitcher mm-hmm. when you need him the most. Like, why save your best guy for the ninth inning if it's going to be the your the seven, eight, and nine hitters facing instead of putting them in there when when it's the heart of the order for the when you know it's going to be the last time the heart of the order is going to come up. Put your mm-hmm. best guy in then. Make sure he locks down the game then, and then you can work it out. You can work it out by matchup after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I, I and have just to give Shelton credit for that. So I was on the. Uh, P2 boards, and I remember when we got, you know, Stratton again, um, that people wanted him to take over as a starter because he was seeing success in the bullpen, and they we had other starters struggling, and I just remember saying to people, I was like, no, no, don't do that. He's seeing success in this role. Leave him in that role. And that's why, like, I think I would say to you, like, yo, and other times last year with regards to Crow, I'm like, man, he seems to be really good for two, three innings, and then for some reason just loses it. Yep. I'm like, he needs to be another, like, Chris Stratton type. But then these bullpen guys are all former starters, so, like, they have the recent experience and the miles on their arms of throwing, you know, a full season, 100-plus innings on their arms. So they might still be capable of putting those types of innings with having shorter um, rest days. Yeah, I mean, we're, you were also and, mentioning like 40-plus appearances could be possibility off the air. Yeah. Um, I mean, three innings a P. I mean, they go two, three innings uh, appearance. I feel like that's possible Yeah, for them to do. Um, Tampa did something similar last year. They had a lot yeah. of guys. They had a lot of guys in the 80, 90, 100 inning <laughs> range. That's because they listen to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Dude, we, would, it, would it be some kind of record if they had like 10 starters hit 100 innings? I mean, Pirates are used to setting records, apparently. I mean, the worst loss in franchise history. I mean, Three touchdowns, we're, baby. We're, we're, due, we're due to set more records during the season. Uh, last year, I think they had the most appearances, uh, like most players play at least one game last year in the entire players history. Played, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. They hit like 50, they hit some like like 50 plus, like 56 or something. Might have hit 60. I think yeah. they hit 60. Yeah. It was insane. Like I did an entire article just naming every single player because <laughs> I was baffled after I got past like 45. I was like, really, man? Jeez. This many people? Oh, yeah. And then what was it that those like Sporkle quizzes? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, name every player that made one appearance. Like, uh, oof. <laughs> no, that's Probably many. couldn't. That's too many. But, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> Nagowski, there's one. And Defoe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Studs. Yep. We got to lock them bitches right up. Now. We could mm-hmm. we could have used them on Saturday to pitch. <laughs> Diego Castillo, poor Diego. <laughs> go or, ahead. Man. I mean, hey, I saw someone on Facebook get mad because that's who they picked to go in. Like he he <laughs> he's saying that it was a hor- like Shelton should get fired for for them putting Diego Diego Castillo at risk of getting hurt by putting him in to pitch. 
Like he's going to take a line drive off the leg and or something like that. I tell you what, though, he was throwing gas for a position player. 75 miles an hour. That's pretty fast. Better than that, like 35 mile an hour heater that Strange Gordon threw. That was hysterical. Let's get, you know, into this transition period here to where we start looking at the series coming up with the Brewers. Uh, we historically can never seem to beat the Brewers, it seems like, especially in the Brewers Park. But this time we're at PNC. Uh, and to start things off, we got Mitch. Mitch Keller coming off probably one of his best starts of his career. But he had to face Brandon Woodruff, who was damn near perfect. I don't know if I should go into saying this, but doesn't it feel like this is one of the most important starts of Keller's career? Like right now, this can show I'm going to be consistent throughout the season and not that inconsistently inconsistent that he has been in uh, the past. Mm -hmm. And he gets his redemption. He's going to face Woodruff again. And Pirates batters are probably shaking in their boots having to face this cat. Mm -hmm. But Mitch got to stand strong. I mean, last appearance, he was attacking the zone, giving up not very hard contact from what I could see. Uh, It's Mitch Keller. So, but we're still a little weary of what we're going to see from this cat, man. But he is hitting 98 on the regular. His slurve or curveball or slider, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is looking pretty good. He's throwing a changeup. So, what are we going to see from Mitch? Is it going to be something that we can, you know, put our hopes on? Or is it going to be another, oh, shit, here we go again. <laughs> Murph, I see you, like, wincing at the thought of this. So, <laughs> go I think, ahead. I think I've gotten to the point now to where I just refuse to make any kind of predictions with Mitch at all. Because, like, he proved that last year. It's like where he bounced back and forth for how many how many starts in a row did it feel like? It felt for like a whole couple months that mm-hmm. he would literally bounce from a really good start to a really bad start. Yeah. So really good, really bad. So, and then it was just all bad. He, he hasn't faced the Brewers much from what I was looking at, and he hasn't pitched too bad against them historically. So maybe if there is a team to kind of build off of, it's this one. Yeah. Um, he, he's just so hard to predict at this point. And the one thing with the Brewers, though, they have never been known to have good bats in their lineup. I mean, on this run that they've had, they've had great pitching, just not very good hitting. So maybe this is kind of the lineup to where Mitch can kind of get his shit together in a way, just back-to-back starts against the Brewers, who are historically known to not have good bats uh, in recent history. So maybe. It's a big series, though. It's a big series for Mitch. And this is just another chapter in his story. And it's just going to be, is it a good chapter? Is it a bad chapter? Is it a chapter that leaves us with more questions than answers? Are we going to get some questions answered? It's a big mixed bag of what the hell is going on. So Juju agrees. I heard it. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel it, Juju. Um, He's like, yeah, you know, he's like, I want to see some consistency. I mean, that's that, that's really all we've ever asked from him. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. And I think we kind of hung our hats on Mitch for such a long time to where we got this distorted view of 
ace in quotation marks. And I don't know if we can really consider him that, you know, I think he's more of a middle of the rotation type of guy and there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. That's important to have in a rotation, especially when you're trying to contend, but we got to quit comparing Mitch to, uh, I can't even say Garrett Cole because of what I saw with his sicky stuff again. Uh, in that video I showed you guys, but I, we we got to quit comparing him yeah. to these mm-hmm. top of the rotation arms. He's just not that guy, I don't think, and that's okay. It's completely okay. <laughs> I mean, if he could in the least be, you know, a five inning starter or occasional six innings, then I mean, even as we're talking about, you know, going with the bullpen type pitching staff, if you could get five six innings regularly out of him, then that would be one pitcher that at least cuts into, you know, giving a break mm-hmm. to all these guys pitching those long relief outings. And I know with me, that's why, like, I keep saying people are like, even just, I want more than like two consistent starts at this point. Like, I'm like, I want to see three, four consistent starts. Like, and part of that, I think, is just, you know, being a Pirates fan all these years, you know, we'd have Chad Cool would throw a gem and then it'd be like, next start, he'd go three innings with seven walks, two hit batters. And you're like, well, well, here we go again. And Stephen Brault would have a two earned run game yep. in six innings. You're like, okay, cool. And then the next game, he'd go two innings with eight walks. And you're like, man. And then people would get excited and then down and then excited and then down. And it's just, it's been, pitcher after pitcher after pitcher and I just like I just want to see before I get behind these one of these guys to be like yeah stud our ace or at least what an ace would be in this rotation yeah I want to see more than just one two three consistent starts like I'll even take a three earned runs in five innings at this point oh yeah I would be absolutely happy with that keep them in the game Keep them in the game. Yeah. That, that's it. That's it. And the offense has shown somewhat of an ability to, to pop up mm-hmm. here and there. They just need someone to consistently, okay, he's going on the mound. We have a shot today. Not not mm-hmm. someone that's going to go out there. It's like, okay, how many runs do we have to come from right. behind to, to win this? If we're down five out? in the first two innings, then I'm like, nah, whatever. Yeah, but, I mean, if we're yeah. – we only need to score six five to win a game. They're like, okay, there's at least a chance that Vogelbach runs into one or something. Yeah. That's that's my yeah. goat right there. Vogelbach is yeah. my goat mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> that and man is so beautiful. B Ray can get rolling. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know that that's kind of the topic I wanted to get into. You know, B Ray getting into another series. Juju, what are you thinking, man? Is it time to start worrying about Brian Reynolds? Is it time to hit the panic button, man? He's, He's banging his head against the couch. I can't yeah, that has um, worried. That's, <laughs> the, no, worried that's, that's, that's the sign that B-Ray is about to have a huge series. Okay. All right. This, I'll this, take your word for this it. Is, this, is where, this is where B-Ray is going to turn it around. Okay. Murph, you have some historical stats with B-Ray against some of these uh, pitchers here. So... Let's get into that a little bit. You know, so, what does it look like for B-Ray against the Brewers? You know, I get a lot of people are obviously going to struggle against some of these Milwaukee pitchers, but uh, against Woodruff, he's one for eight with six strikeouts in his career. It gets better as it, as it goes on. 
but yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow historically has been rough for him. But against against Freddie Peralta, he's actually done fairly well against. So I'm not I'm not overly worried about anything yet. I, I still disagrees. think it's, it's pretty early. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Should probably go with him over me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're the offspring of Ted, you kind of just get the the right away. Yeah, I mean, Peralta is one of those pitchers that, I don't know, man. I don't know why watching him just irritates me so bad. Because I'm like, man, this guy throws 85% fastballs. Why can't you hit him? Yeah, it is irritating a little bit. And, you know, with the next start uh, after Keller, we got Bryce Wilson, who has been, I'm going to be nice and say meh. (laughs) <laughs> he's been meh. I mean there was some <laughs> Murphy's holding the thumbs down I get it man he has so, shown some flashes I mean in 2021 he showed some this year yeah that's a big old thumbs down uh, you know you look at just the first pitch strike the percentage of first pitch, pitch strikes for Wilson is down right now it's at about 47% you don't want that that's not a recipe for success for a starting pitcher, mm. let alone a bullpen pitcher. Um, batters are hitting around 91 miles an hour average for exit velocity. That's pretty high, man. And it, his fastball's down a whole one mile. I don't know. Per hour. I heard exit velocity doesn't lead to success. Chucky Hayes Jr. there. Oh, the only one that re- tell him the stat that really made me mad. Oh, oh uh, the whiff rate. <laughs> you want to get into the whiff rate? Uh, historically, Wilson yeah, hasn't yeah. been uh, – he hasn't been good with whiff rate in general. But even now, it's down. It's down to 18.4%. That's bad. That's Somehow he bad. got worse at like – the thing that he does the worst, somehow he got worse at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not a recipe for success. I think even uh, Trevor Williams had more whiff rate than that. I would have to believe that he did. It gets pretty but bad. I'm definitely man. checking that later. And <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm even going to say I wrote show notes for today. That's rare for me. And when I was looking at these, like I kept going over it, wondering did I mess up somewhere? I didn't. Those numbers are Bryce Wilson as it stands right now. And the fact that he's down from 2021 on whiff rate at 18.4%, that's just mind-boggling to me. And I did mention in the notes, maybe a Will Crow-type role will make him better. And I can't even convince myself right now that that would make him better. I don't see Bryce Wilson staying on this team for very long, especially with numbers like that. I know we need I arms. Think, I know we need bodies, but I don't know. I, however long it takes for them to feel comfortable with Bronzy being stretched out, whatever your target pitch limit is for him or pitch count that you want to get him to, that target date should be the target date for Bryce Wilson to show us what you got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're not already pretty 
fairly safe and sure of what we got with him anyways. The sad yeah. part is, is he, sad part is, is Ronzi's probably stretched out as far as all our other starters are. <laughs> yeah, I mean he threw he threw sixty pitches, and that's pretty much what everyone else goes because mm-hmm. they've given up three, four, five, six runs by then. Yeah, and that's where we transition into the game three starter, last game of the series, Jose Quintana. Uh, he's been a bit of a mixed bag, uh, so to speak. Uh, Walk numbers are not where you want to see it, Uh, but he has made some big pitches, big moments in his last start. People were bitching about him being pulled four and two thirds innings pitched. But when you look at it, probably was the best situation to pull him. Uh, You bring in Heath Hembry, he gets the job done. Game over. I mean, at that point, the Pirates won that game against the Cubs. So, I really don't get why Pirates Twitter blows up at the most random-ass things, but it they do, and I think that was a good call, pulling Quintana. Um, Quintana is who he is. He's not going to wow you with his fastball. He's not going to wow you with his breaking stuff, but he's put together some good outings. I mean, the outing on Sunday against the Nationals wasn't his best. I'll, I'll admit I was there. I saw it live and in person, but he got the job done when it needed to limited damage. And at the end of the day, you can't really ask much more from a guy who's like 80. So <laughs> I'm okay with the I mean, way Quintana has played. I should yeah. say. And he's another one that, you know, again, it just, you hope for five innings, three and runs at the worst to keep you in it. But he, he's kind of reminded me of uh, Boykin not going to the sixth inning. It was like five innings, you'd be like, okay, okay, he's rolling, and then sixth inning, bomb, 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 yeah. hit, hit. Five innings and a couple runs and stay in the game. At this point, that's still better than what pretty much the rest of the rotation's giving you. Yeah, then all you need is crew for two innings. Close it down. And to be fair, Katana hasn't had the most uh, friendly of strike zones. There have been some questionable walks that he's given up. So it's not all on him. I would like to see more out of him. also haven't had the most friendliest defense. It is what it is. That's the series there as far as starters go. Now, it would probably help if we had – Three outfielders. That w- that would go a long way. You want to see Cole Tucker in right field? <laughs> no, I don't. Yes, I don't think do. anyone does anymore. And yes, I love Cole Tucker. We all in the Cole. infield, like where we drafted him to be. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. No, I feel you. But Murph, you were mentioning the fact that you had some sleepers. Uh, for the Milwaukee series, and I think one of your sleepers, a lot of people aren't going to like, but uh, hit I them with it. I finally got in a place where all of Pirates Twitter likes me now, or most of them <laughs> like me. So, I, I'm statistically speaking, against the three pitchers that the Pirates are going to start, Kevin Newman has had the most success like on this team. I mean, I, or I think uh, Brian's had has put up pretty good numbers as well. I just you know, kind of expect it from, from him at this point. But Kevin Newman is 12-29 against the three probable pitchers. 
and has three doubles and two home runs and eight RBIs in 29 at-bats. And that's combined against all three of those starters, right? What are those home and road splits, though? We don't want to look into that. (laughs) (laughs) That's combined against all three starters that that are probable this week. He hasn't had many. Aaron Ashby, he's... He's he's a rookie still this year, so he I, he only had like two or three at bats against him. But yeah, some good Which names. I, I did look up, and I think uh, you know uh, in ops OPS we're ranked eleventh uh, against lefties, but then we're twenty fifth against right-handed pitchers right now. That shocked me. That that shocks me for having you would think. I mean, I the bulk of your other better hitters, I guess, being lefty. Mm-hmm. So, but then like Yoshi and Gamble, Vogel Bob, that's cool. I don't know if I could come up with a sleeper, really. But we, we all know what's going to happen. I said that because it's a really cool number that I pulled up, and then he's going to go over with it <laughs> in the series. Because just because I said it, just because I took the time to do the research to try to find someone who's had success against these guys. And I looked up every single position player on the roster to see how they did. And Newman stuck out the most. So I took the time and I'm bringing it up and I know it's going to be an unpopular choice. So that means it's going to blow up in my, and you're going to turn Pirates Twitter against you. Yes. Yes. I have, I have officially all that, Whatever I just built up over the last couple of weeks, I, I'm just going to let it come tumbling down. <laughs> More power to you with it. Um, but that's what the numbers tell me. I, I do not have the stones to uh, bring up Newman's name in a good light right now. But, hey, more power to you, dude. <laughs> I have been very adamant that the moment that he loses defensive, whatever you want to call it, that he's completely useless. And I, I think I have said on here before that I do not I do not think that he can maintain the level of defense that he did last year because it was actually an outlier because like his, his advanced numbers defensively, his first couple of years were not good. Like but now mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden last year he becomes a gold gun finalist. I do not believe that he would maintain that. So the moment that he lost that, he serves literally no purpose to this team. But if I'm if I'm a guy of no, the numbers. I have to go by the numbers and say, well, well, that's actually pretty impressive. Maybe he hasn't faced the Brewers, those guys, in two years when he had his nice little offensive season or whatever it was. But. <laughs> I'm just laughing at the comments that we're going to get from this shit. Yeah, like, yeah that's so going to be the one thing. My, that's why I'm trying to save myself right now. New like, love <laughs> yeah, see. I'm trying to save myself by reminding everyone that I'm one of those guys that want to see Kevin Newman like go and that I'm okay with seeing all these struggles that O'Neill Creeds are having. I'd rather see the young guy struggling than the veteran guy who we already know what we're getting at. But historically, he's hit well against the Brewers. So we're going to have to start calling you Virginia Kevin. Juju just, just gave us a suggestion for Kevin Newman and he said juice. And yeah, I think Kevin Newman would be absolutely phenomenal. Like we could start calling him Barry Lamar Newman if he started drinking some juice. <laughs> yeah, no maybe uh, you know during that period where uh, 
during that period where uh, the drug testing policy wasn't intact. Yeah. Maybe it, it took maybe it's good. it takes a couple months for you know that doll kick in when he was <laughs> using them. We, we we could only hope. This, this, <laughs> this is gonna be the series where it kicks in and he goes on a tear. It's gonna be like that. Uh, what what year was it? Uh, was it eighteen where he went berserk? Was eighteen his good year? I think it was. Where yeah. now he went berserk in Houston? Oh, I, I believe so. The juice kicked in then. All I'm saying, Juju yeah. is on Sorry, the right I remember. Track. Yeah, I, I still remember arguing with someone because they were talking about how Newman was a top shortstop in the league after that good year he had. And I remember looking up the numbers. I'm like, yeah, but like all his home runs and his slugging was basically propped up by Houston and Cincinnati. I'm like. I don't really trust any of this going forward because his numbers are prop, were propped up by two band boxes, basically. <laughs> I mean, for your box score watchers, I, I mean, it works. This is gold for, for box score watchers. This is gold right here, what I got on this paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we got some sleepers. We got the Milwaukee's Brewers uh, series preview. Uh, we talked about the Cubs uh, that previously happened the series there. Uh, this brings us to the portion of the show. Uh, yeah, we got fancy with it. We have portions of the show now uh, to where we have to hear Big Bear give us a little rant. And uh, it's his rant hour or minute, I guess we should say. So here you go. Okay, folks. I, was about to say, I don't think I'm that angry right now to go for an hour. <laughs> He got right. his anger out earlier today. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all kind of resolved with everything on there. Yeah, uh, I'm really angry. I mean, the only thing I'm angry about is the, the the rotation. Get get deeper in the game, please, please. Show something, anything, anything, please. This is a pitiful segment. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, uh, I'll rant and say I'm angry that I, I want to see some of these uh, over overaged guys that are just destroying their current leagues get pushed early. Like pro- mad props to Jacob Gonzalez and Bradenton, but get that boy in Greensboro, move him along. Yeah, two straight Time weeks for Matt Gorski, Gorski yeah, and then, to Altoona. Let's uh, I mean, see we know. Ky- Kyron was uh gave a lot of props to Gorski, so I'm sure he'd love to see Gorski join him in Altoona. Yeah, I would love to see Gorski in Altoona. Get my boy Cal into Pittsburgh. I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Get rid of somebody on that fucking forty man roster. up to Indy. Mm-hmm. I I have a few names. I think we all do. <laughs> Pick a name out of a hat. Yeah, it's not that hard, man. Yeah. It's not that hard. Um, but, folks, that was the rant segment of the show. Uh, brought, to you by, brought to you by uh, no sponsor. But anyone that has a bear as their logo, I'm looking right at you. I need you. I need you for this segment. And we need that money. Because I'm poor. We're all poor. <laughs> <laughs> but no dudes um ben charrington discussed rowanzi Contreras on his radio show on sunday and i recorded that portion of the segment 
And I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on what he said. Is it bullshit? Is it not bullshit? And just kind of dive a little bit into it. Yes. Bullshit. <laughs> if Charrington's saying it, it's BS. Ben, and uh, ask you about Rowansi Contreras. is scheduled to get the start today for AAA Indianapolis. So uh, the Pirates send him down, and I'm, uh, you know, from everything that we've read, uh, for the reasoning of just that, right? He, he is a starting pitcher. He's viewed as a starting pitcher, and so he's going to get that opportunity. If he if he performs well, does he get called back up this year? Well, Rowansi is really important to us, and certainly our hope is that we see him in Pittsburgh again. Uh, as we shared with him when he was optioned, that, that'll, that'll be mostly up to him. Like, that's more, in his case, more decision he's going to make for us than one we're going to make. We expect him to make that decision for us by doing the things that he's capable of doing and uh, attention to detail. And the reason he's being set down, um, you know, obviously in that case, has nothing to do with performance. Uh, he is, uh, we talked about roles earlier, he is one of the guys that, you know, we think has the ability to one day be in a more traditional starter's role in the major league and be really, really effective at it. We want to give him every chance to be that guy because that guy really is valuable if you didn't have him. Um, and so, and so he, was, he was on the team early uh, in April with the way our pitchers were stretched out or not stretched out in the extra spot. We were able to carry him and, and kind of continue his progression in the major league. We thought that would be good for him as an experience. But we knew at some point we wanted to get him back down get back into a certain role given that uh, given that progression like he like we would expect you to have some of that spring training uh, expect that will happen now with Indy and you know we'll, we'll watch carefully but if he does things that he's capable of doing and focus on what he's what he's what he, what he can control certainly our hope is that we play in Pittsburgh again this year there you have it there's Ben Charrington on the Rowanzi Contreras situation uh, kind of seemed like basic corporate talk uh, from Charrington. Uh, it's in Rowanzi's control, basically, is what he said, uh, when they want to stretch him out as a starter. Uh, I think we all know our feelings on that. But did you hear anything different from uh, Charrington there? Any hope? Any anything? Maybe I should have saved the rant for after hearing that, because I'm pretty angry listening to that. It's it's all the same stuff that regurgitated out. It's, you know, he's going to go down there and regardless of how he does, they're going to keep him there until it's financially op- opportun- opportunistic for them to bring him back. He's young. He, he missed because they had to use him out of the bullpen. So I, I, I imagine we'll get a couple months of him in the majors, but like, I'm not expecting more than 10 starts at this point in, in Pittsburgh this year for him. Yeah. That's that's kind of how I feel. Um, I think you could have stretched him out as a starter, the same role you're using him in, uh, that Peters Will Crow role, come in, pitch two or three innings, limit him to 50 pitches even. Uh, doesn't even have to be 60. Uh, and you can achieve the same result against higher level competition. Um, it's easy stuff, man. And when it, it – I will always be the one that – talks about the pirates and, and the spending and it's not like they're doing anything different but fuck man i'm getting real tired of this dude i really am it you have a chance at something special here and you can stretch this kid out against major league level competition and they're just not doing it 
and they will they're stuck in their ways and i i don't like that i just want to see something different something different and nola i know juju was in the background just ranting and raving at what charrington was saying so <laughs> as uh Juju's yeah dad, i had to I had I had to mute it there for a second while uh, we were listening, but uh, I mean I guess I already kind of alluded to it already, and you said about the same that I mean he could have been stretched out in the big league level. I mean already I mean they're all having to do the same with the starting pitchers they currently have. Like we don't have starters going more than three innings as it is. So it isn't as if, you know, Brubaker, Wilson, Keller, Quintana are all going four or five, six innings. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, he he let his corporate speak kind of run on a little too far there to say something that's like, well, how's that any different with what's currently going on? But obviously it's a service time manipulation. And I've never even seen someone else say before, too. It's, I mean, let the guy pitch. Let him do what he does. I mean, maybe you sign him to an early extension. Who knows? But also – it's almost, I don't know if I want to say indicative necessarily, but if the farm system has the depth they believe it does and is progressing the way they believe it is, then let him go now because six years down the road and he goes away, so be it. Just the way they're building the farm, the assets they have, you should be able to fill in whenever his time's up. Yeah, I think it's it, – the, oh, the whole situation, man, is just a bunch of, like you yeah. said, corporate bullshit. And you hate to see it because we are fans of this team. And I know in terms of Murph and I, we, we have to stay completely unbiased in the situation because we do cover the team. And it is preferable that you're not a fan of the team you cover because feelings get in the way. And I am a victim of that a lot. You know, even when I was in the booth covering the game, I was like cheering really quietly (laughs) in front of like professionals. So it was like, all right, I gotta, I gotta take a step back here and like look at it for through a different lens, I guess I should say. And even when I look at it through a different lens, you can see it. You can see the bullshit that's going on. And I guess it just is what it is. And we have to deal with it at the end of the day, but let's end this shindig on a good note with happy thoughts and happy memories and happy words. So as always guys, the way we end the show is we give out our socials. So you beautiful people can follow us and, keep updated on the show so i'll start off for me uh, i would appreciate a follow on twitter at murfanko m-u-r-p-h-a-n-k-o it will come up as louisiana ted uh when you look it up but that's uh we'll talk about it in the dms if you want to but you pretty much know what went on there uh big bear go ahead and give your socials out man as always give me a follow on twitter at double underscore Murphy 88. Also, uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're getting really close to 50 subscribers. Views are doing really good. Give, give it a follow. We got good stuff going on there. 
Yes, you do. And your uh, tweet of O'Neill Cruz's walk-off home run went a little viral. Yeah, so, 15,000 15, views. Amen. Was insane. Yeah, you love to see it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> love to see it. Um, and it had audio. Yes, it had audio. Yes. Most of the well, stuff, most of the stuff that I've done like mid game has, has had audio this year because I've been, cause like I'll, I've had to watch the game on my laptop. So I watch the game mm-hmm. on my laptop. Something happens. I'll pull my phone out, make the clip of it and then tweet it out. So smart nice. man, smart man. Uh, Louisiana Ted, give out your social man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, at Nola Jeffy, N O L A J E F F Y, the also, the other Louisiana Ted, the tried and true. The OG. <laughs> yeah, and he's the OG. I just, man. I just broke 70 followers. You feel great about it? <laughs> he's, uh, we're, we got to get him to 100. So if you follow anyone yes. today, <laughs> the day you're listening, please follow Nola Jeffy, man. Get him we got to get him over 100 just, just for the clout purpose. We're clout chasing at this point, <laughs> like some other uh, podcasters. Need more people to need more people to see my shit talk. Yes, yes, it's it's always an entertaining, always entertaining. Oh, right, he comes for the Nola. throat. He comes for the throat too. He does. He does. It's good shit. Like when I'm on the Twitter feed and I see Nola Jeffy quote tweet someone, nine times out of ten, it's coming He's for the to throat. Go in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But boys and girls, as always, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, we're going to continue to do this, give you series previews and talk about the previous series, um, give little nuggets and news involved there. Uh, but you guys wanted this and we gave it to you. Please like, rate, subscribe, review, all that good shit for the podcast. So that way we can get this out to more people, uh, more channels, more everything because like i said we love you guys and most importantly can we get it right this time boys let's go let's go go yeah we're late as always but that's okay (laughs) juju say bye say bye juju goodbye (laughs) see you later